Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93, a post Cinco de Mayo uh, show. So it's bound to be a good one. Um, joining the show, we have a full house. We have Matt. We have Gabe. We have Shanir. Shanir, I saw your head bob into the music while we were playing it. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can't get enough of that beat. I can't get enough of that beat. <laughs> um, guys. First of all, how are y'all doing? I hope you guys had a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. Um, and yeah, how was y'all weekend and everything? It's a good uh, weekend. Yeah, it was fun. Game was fun. Fifty four hundred fans. You know, it was a good. It was a good time. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of shocked at how many people showed up for a game in Richmond on Cinco de Mayo. Why is that? Because I swore I thought. I was really thinking, like, okay, 3,000, like, that's going to be fine. I thought people were going to be, like, all over Carrytown, Chaco Bottoms. Especially when Cinco de Mayo landed on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, all right, not that many people going to the game. No, all, all the more reason, too, because you know exactly when the soccer game is going to end. 7 o'clock kickoff, you know you're out of there at 9. We'll ride up to Carrytown. Live it up then. Makes perfect I, sense. The Flying Squirrels had a yeah, game. Yeah, the game is the pregame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most of us could figure that out. Uh, yeah, most of us could figure that out. So, someone, yeah. someone else partied super hard and and let Twitter know about it. Definitely did. <laughs> Definitely did. Because when I got that tab that I looked at it, I was about to say my name Miguel, and I did not buy these drinks. <laughs> There's a lot of supporting evidence out there uh, saying that. Uh, yeah, maybe you didn't buy them drinks, but you drank all of them drinks. I definitely did. I definitely <laughs> did. I'm pretty sure we've all had that moment where, like, you're having a good time, you're buying drinks, and then you get the tab, and you look at it, you're like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the difference is you know, <laughs> all of us are, you know, completely wild in on, you know, Twitter saying just the most ratchet stuff <laughs> for, like, five hours straight. <laughs> uh, look, all I'm going to say is, is don't, don't pay attention to it. It's all gone. Oh God! Um, but yes, there was a wonderful. Well, I'm not going to say wonderful. Wonderful means there were goals scored, but it was a good game on Friday. Um, Richmond played against Union Omaha. A couple of storylines in this: you had probably the best two goalkeepers in USL League One historically going up against each other. You had the return of Joey G. Um, no Neil Vignals. He's still out with, I believe, did he list it as an ankle injury, or did they describe what it is? I think I just heard ankle injury. Okay. All right. Um, so that's pretty much all. The, those are the storylines leading up to it. it Matt, like you alluded to, 54,000 fans there. Um, there was a squirrel game the same day, right? Or same the time. next day? Same time? Okay. Right. Yeah, I think I, I, I did repost a pair. I want to make sure. But, yeah, it seemed like for both events, Richmond's doing really well in sports to have that many fans go out to games. So that's yeah. really good. I mean, I know um, – I mean, just kind of talk about the crowd for a second. I know I got to the stadium like six fifteen ish, 
And I was in that you know, lot across the street, and that was already two thirds full by that point. So I knew at that moment it was going to be you know, a good crowd. Uh, and they just kept coming in and coming in. Uh, you know, got in there, and I mean, yes, Cinco de Mayo night, you know, people wanted them tacos, and they were excited about yeah. that. Oh. So, okay, I saw something. Was this $2 tacos in the stadium? $2 tacos and $3 Modelos. So both of those lines were wildly long. I yeah, mean, you, you, had, you had probably invested, what, probably half an hour to you know, work oh, that yeah. line? Yeah, I looked, yeah, at, yeah. I looked yeah. at that taco line, and I walked right back over to my seat. It's like, I'm going to miss the whole game. I don't... Yeah, yeah. It's like, no thanks. We all know how long those food trucks take. We've done it once. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once. yeah. Anytime my wife comes, I know. Yeah. Yep. It's, yep. It's, it's the next step in you know operations to take up. Like, never going to complain about you know there being a ton of people there, uh, but concession lines need to find a way to speed those up a little bit. Just the food. The beer. So let, me ask you, uh, let me let me ask you guys this, and you can answer individually if you want. But do you ever find yourself sometimes wishing like? I missed the days of like the 2000 fans because I could get my food and get back to the game very quickly. Yeah. Well, all they need to do is uh, get more trucks in there, get more variety. You get more variety, you're splitting up those lines you, you, between more trucks. And you get, if when you got more people, you got to get more, you got to get more concessions. Yeah. I, the think more people, more concessions. I think I've done a good job with uh, like drinks and everything because you can get them at kind of you know, the, the main stand, whatever you want to call that. Uh, like the permanent you know, spot there, yeah. uh, and they, they've started you know, put you know, the other little uh, like gazebos, uh, a few different spots on the concourse, and even on both sides. Uh, it's just the food lines you know, are backed up, so I don't know if that's moving a couple over you know, to the other side. If it's you know, still just getting, I mean, it's probably a little bit of both getting more in and relocating a couple. Uh, but I mean, th- those things are always long. Like if I don't get there plenty early, I just don't bother. Yeah. The the drink options are fantastic. I mean, we've got oh, like yeah. almost 30 different drink options, and I, it's never a long wait for a beer, I don't think. But to answer your question, uh, yeah, there's moments when I'm in waiting in any line where I'm like, I mean, the COVID games weren't too bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. fast. Get your food and be like, all right, let me get back to this game. Now you have to strategically plan all right, how much of this game am I willing to miss out on? That's what <laughs> um, yes, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the game. So we get the starting lineups. Obviously, we're missing Dale Vignals. Um, Giles steps in for him. But also, uh, O'Gordon comes back to the lineup after missing out on last week. Um, Union Omaha. This Union Omaha team is very different than teams that we saw before, teams that we've battled against before in the past. Um <sighs> Matt, how would you describe Union Hall teams before? Like, I would describe them as very like high pressuring possession base. Is there are they kind of like the same now? I mean, seeing them in person, they're kind of like the same. Are they more? Yeah, and they were. Li- they had some similarities to us in the past. Like, they've always been a team that's really taken advantage of their tiny little baseball field and really leveraged that and taken advantage of that in the past. Uh, I'm actually being serious. With that one, you know, it is a you know, crazy unique style of play, uh, and then you come to City uh, Stadium, which is a bit more of an expansive field. And I think last year the team was able to, you know, especially the second time we played them here, take real big advantage of that. Uh, 
but yeah, you know, different uh, you know, coaching there now. Uh, you know, looks like they're I'm not entirely sure what the full game plan is. Yeah, it looks like they're you know, kind of going more four four two right now because they had uh, Dos Santos and Meza, you know, up front. Uh, it's still got you know good players in the midfield. You got Skiers, you got you know, Doyle, uh, you know, solid pieces you know in there. And I think they're not too. Uh, you can look at the standings and they support that. They're not too dissimilar to us, you know, right now. You know, uh, you're trying to put the pieces together and you know, figure out uh, this year's identity. Yeah. All right. So with that, I mean, also you got Rasheed knew who to go. Now Richmond, the first half. Let's take a couple of minutes to talk about the first half. We had a couple of chances that happened. Um, thoughts on the first half? From what I've seen from most of the fans, is like they were presently surprised by it. What are your guys' thoughts on the first half? How? How Richmond played. Um, the, Richmond, they. I, I must say that first and second half, just this whole game, I think we were the dominant team. We dominated this game in terms of chances created, um, and just in terms of how dangerous we looked going forward. I think. Um, I don't think I was too worried. And I think Gabe had said this before we started recording, that we don't think we were too worried about Union Omaha scoring at any point in this game. And in the first half, they had a couple of chances that went wide or over the top. If that, um, I don't think Akira had too much to do in this first half. And uh, we... Actually, we we created some chances. Had had made forced the one save out of Nuhu, which I can't even say forced because it was it was a pretty tame shot that was right at him. But apart from that, yes, we missed the target quite a few times. But we looked way more threatening than Union Omaha did throughout this entire game, and especially throughout the first half. Um. So right now, I mean, this is from us. So take this with a grain of salt. Um. Shots on target, we led four to one. Shots off target, they led ten to five. Um, but big chances created was one. Yeah, so like I said, take that with a grain of salt. I feel like I feel like Shamir's underselling, you know, how well we played in the first half. Actually, I thought you know we, uh, it was pretty entertaining half. You know, overall, you know, pretty you know open. You know, um uh, had a, had a few chances they you know they were off target on, but you know, it's not like they didn't uh, you know have a few times where it made you wonder a little bit. And they had one shot that you know, kind of you know, flew a few feet by the post. I don't think Akira was really worried about it, but uh, you know, in the buildup, it looks like, you know, it could have been a potentially good shot, but for the most part, I thought the kickers really had, you know, the upper hand, you know, uh, throughout most of the half, and especially that first 10 minutes. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've said it before, Hornsby, you know, was just you know, doing what he wanted, uh, you know, from that left back position, you know, being able to, you know, dribble in combined with Belmar, uh, that, that very first you know chance of the game. What was it like second minute, I think? Yeah. Where the, those two you know, are able to combine on the left, and uh, I think you know, it was Belmar that got you know crossing that you know Emmy you know redirected and you know, put it about you know foot or two wide. Uh, looked a lot in stadium, you know, it looked like it just missed, it was a bit farther wide when I watched the replay than I initially thought. Uh, and then you know, built up another one, I think, like eighth or ninth minute, you know, that Emmy tried to you know, uh, flick in and went over the bar, you know, so 
those chances were coming. You know, you had later in the first half, uh, you know, Bentley, you know, uh, you get one-on-one. Gabe and I were, you know, talking about it in the stands. Uh, kind of wish that it was a little more selfish and just, you know, shot the ball instead of trying to uh, lay it back for I Emmy mean, for, in fairness, what would have been a tap-in if it wasn't for a defender right on him yeah. as well. Uh, I, don't, I thought the first half was comfortably in control for the kickers. Yeah, that um, that opportunity that you're talking about with with Bentley, I rewatched that play particularly, and um, I was wondering like why didn't he just shoot? You know, basically after his like first touch, his, his first touch just wasn't as clean I think as he would have liked for it to be. Um, the ball like went out ahead of him a little bit farther probably than he what he wanted, and um, it's almost as if like he'd kind of s- tried to sneak his foot in there to pass it back to Emmy. And I don't think he – Bentley probably didn't think that he could have gotten a very clean shot off. But just in rewatching it, like I I think maybe he could have redirected it around Nuhu in that moment. I'm still with you. I still wish he would have at least tried to get a shot off there because it looked like it was a one-on-one chance. And Emmy was marked heavily. And so um, – but, yeah, yeah, I mean – I think was, the way we put – I think the way uh, you know, we agreed on it in the stands is it wasn't, uh, wasn't a bad choice that he made – to lay it off, but maybe it wasn't the best choice. Yeah, yeah, I remember you saying yeah. that. That was good. Okay, all right. Um, that just put a question on my head for later, but I'll oh, still later. Um, other thoughts on the first half? Anything else that stood out to y'all? Because I mean, once I again, mean, this is a nail-nail game. It kind of felt like the defenses was kind of in control of this game. Yeah, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I think the defense is 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 key, and we we had that under wraps very early in the season. And literally now it can just be muscle memory working for itself for those guys throughout the season. The thing is, when you look at, for example, that situation with Matt Bentley with the, the slightly heavy touch, as the season goes on, things like that will clean up, mm-hmm. you know, things, things like that, situations like that will clean up. They will get to the point where, I'd say that a, an exact same play happens in early to mid July and Bentley is taking a clean first touch and banging it home. Oh yeah. yeah um, sure. You know, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that I'd rather it be our front line that's easing their way into cleaning up their play than our back line. And our back line has just got it already figured out solid um, pretty early on, which is which is uh, marks of a good, uh, it's, which is a good sign, a very good sign. Yeah, and Omaha, the back line matched up well with Omaha too, because you know they had Dos Santos, who you know he's big boy up there, but uh, we got our own big boy on the back line that can <laughs> bang with them. Uh, and you know, not that Dakota's you know small guy, but you know, he was able to you know, uh, take a little bit more, you know, of uh, the Mesa assignment, who's you know, the, uh, the quicker you know, kind of guy. So felt a you know their style played well into the strengths of, you know, our defense and I mean, Zaka was, you know, just there cleaning, you know, everything up and, you know, just you know, being the best version of Zaka, the yellow card free version of Zaka. Uh, <laughs> That's the purest form of Zaka. Yeah. <laughs> That's the purest form. Oh, no, I was going to ask this question about Bentley and pretty much our attack as a whole, because it's a talking point, you know, people are asking about it and whatnot and, we're particularly not stressing about it, but if you are Darren, Mika, Connor, like how, 
Like, how more patient can can you be with the offense as it is now before you start thinking, like, all right, we got to start tweaking something, you know? Because, like you said, like, the defense right now is is holding this – like, keeping this team afloat above water. Like, it's the second-best defense in terms of letting goals in. Only one team that's better than us is Florida Madison. Um, and this team isn't far off of the points per game like we were at this point last year. I think last year was 1.7. This year is 1.5. When it comes to the attack, the, the attack isn't where it was at, at this point last year. Like how how much how much more patience are you putting into it? Um, and I'm not I'm talking not, about in terms of freaking out. I'm just asking, like, in, in just overall. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried because. Um, like what Shanir was saying um, with Bentley's heavy touch on that one play. Uh, I don't want to pick on him for like too much for that, but you know, I I'm not worried because like you saw like the buildup going the way that Darren and Mika and Connor like clearly want it to, you know, like that, that kind of direct ball to Bentley uh, who could either t- take a choice to shoot or pass to Emmy um, as well as the Hornsby buildup with Belmar, who then crossed it into Emmy. It's just like little moments that just have to be cleaned up. I'd like to see more of those opportunities come. Like I'd, I'd like to see them have their feet, their foot on the gas a little bit more. Um, and, and, and kind of pre- like you kind of, kind of build up a little bit more often. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not concerned at this point. Um, I think, I think it's right where it needs to be at this point, and they'll it'll it'll grow, it'll get better. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I don't. I, I, one thing that I did notice in this game is I don't think there's anything that needs to be tweaked with the front, and I think what we're having here is a slight disconnect between the midfield and the front three. Um, and in this game, you saw that there was a slightly different energy in that chemistry. But normally when we have our regulars in there, you know, Zaka and Neil, they got used to last year playing in a particular way with that front line. Um, and with Ethan Bryant in the midfield, sometimes sneaking forward to get involved with the attack as well they had a system and now it's the midfield defensively. They're great. They're protecting that back line when they need to. And the attack, I think they're used to a certain way of playing that Belmar and I think even Bentley are not quite the same type of players that they're used to. So you're looking at a situation last season. I mean, Bentley is is very common. I think the, the real outlier this season is Belmont, and that changes the way the front three have to play. And because it changes the way the front three have to play, the, the, the midfield three are still getting used to where everyone's going to be. I see a lot of hesitation in releasing the ball from the midfield players into that front line when they're trying to break that, that last line of defense. So... I don't think there's much to worry about. This is something they're just going to get used to. They're going to get used to it, and soon it'll become it'll become more telepathic the way it was around the middle to end of last season, where Ethan always knew almost where everyone was. Neil always knew where everyone was, 
in the front line and, and just knew where to send the ball before even having to look up, really. So there, there is that factor as well. Yeah, I think y'all are crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, so for one, uh, you know, Shanir, you know, you go off something you were saying. Neil wasn't out there. You know, midfield. Well, Zach is only midfielder back. You know, for the last, you know, for the last couple of games from last year. So I, I don't see the point. You know, it's not like Suko, no, I, that's why. Like, I said, that's why I said today to look for Bolaños doing something or anything. It's you know, a whole new you know set of guys. So I don't. I don't see how that necessarily carries weight. And uh, Matt Bentley needs to start producing something. Otherwise, he needs to have a seat. You know, because what has he actually produced yet this year? Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, mm-hmm. just looking at his numbers right now, zero chances created, zero shots on target. That's out of twenty-one touches, out there on the right wing. Um, versus what I think every what Belmar got. Right, Belmar scored um, a goal, so yeah. Belmar no, had twenty-seven too. Yeah, twenty-seven touches. Got himself an assist. Twenty-seven touches and 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 oh, is this in this game or? No, yeah, yeah. This is just game, but Matt is right. Delmar is the only well. Delmar has an assist and a goal so far. Yeah, they I mean, yeah. All right, I know we like Bentley and everything. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of potential, but it might be a situation where he needs to, you know, get sat down for a couple games to, you know, get his head straight or whatever because. He'll get into the right spot sometimes, but the final ball has not been there at all this year. And we know that, that you know, you know, you got 32 right there in the middle, and you give him you know good service, he's going to he'll put here. And Bentley's crosses either are behind him or they're getting you know cut out you know by the first defender every single time. Uh, some of that's good defending, don't get me wrong, uh, but you know it's, sometimes maybe it's you know. Take the shot yourself as well. Like the only game I think he's actually looked good in this year has been against an amateur team. Yeah, that's. All, I think that's the only game he registered an assist. Probably. I don't think he's going to. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I, I don't, I don't I, think we you know, have you know, kid gloves with you guys. Like, I mean, look, I, I think what you know, do you put you know Gordon in there? You know, try to run Belmar and Gordon together. I mean, you know, I think we've been rightfully hard on Luke earlier this year and the last couple of games he's picked it up a little bit. I'm not yeah. saying that because of us. It could be because of us. Right. Uh but Luke just know, has I mean, Matt postered on his wall of like I need to do better. <laughs> don't disappoint dis- don't disappoint Matt. Well hold on it's not it's all on me. You have been talking to you know some stuff about him too. Uh you know but you know he Come off the bench, played you know well the last you know few games ever since uh, the DC game. You know, really you know, put in a shift. Maybe you know, you try to you know, mix it up. You know, put him out there. See if Bentley comes off the bench and gives you something. Yeah, I mean, but, no, that is fair because I, I mean, really, like the complexity of this team has changed. Like before last year, it was everything was going down the left, everything was played down the left, and the right side was kind of like more of your build up side. Well, this year it's kind of flipped. Because you have the Belmar Hornsby side, and Belmar isn't like a winger that puts his boots on the touchline. Like he's not burning anybody. He plays a little bit more inside. Hornsby likes to build up a little bit more. So now the right side has to be the side that gets it in behind. And I'm like, God, I'm okay sitting like Bentley for a game. Like, because right now he hasn't produced, he hasn't. 
in being all all actuality has it. And I don't know if there's anyone else on that right side that can that can go into that place and be a starter. That can like can legitimately challenge Bentley for that starter spot outside of EVD, but EVD not coming back to maybe the summer. Yeah, I mean, I think Gordon, you know, could do it, you know, in a pinch. Like we've seen him play out on the right before. Yeah. Maybe not for. I now. think he's more comfortable on the left. Right. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the ideal <laughs> fit, but Gordon. Um, I think I think I think one of the biggest things with with Bentley is the elephant in the room here is that. Yeah. I think he's originally and naturally a number nine, not a winger. Oh yeah, he's and a target striker. Is, yeah. That's basically what he is. He is he is a target nine, and you're taking a target nine and asking him to run in behind on the wing. Yeah, which is uh, not. Easy. I would <laughs> rather put. I I think it would it would you're you would get a better result, and this is why uh, I agree with with you, Elliot, talking about. Uh, putting Gordon out there. Oh no, that was Matt. I, I agree with Matt. Uh, Matt. Yeah, okay, yeah, Matt. Uh, <laughs> with putting Gordon out there because I would much rather put a winger on the wrong side than a striker on the wing. I mean, it just yeah. I I'm I, I feel that I, I feel that Bentley is kind of being hard done by being put in a position that is so not him. If he was a a run in behind striker, a number nine that ran in behind your your speedster that ran in behind, okay, you can transfer into being a winger. But when you're a target, pace is not exactly your your number one priority. Your number one priority is hold up play, laying off the ball to the speedster wingers or the the attacking mid who comes and overlaps in the middle. I'd be really curious. So, this is just like totally <laughs> hypothetical, but like a four four two with Emmy and Bentley up top. Speak the praises, game. <laughs> who, are your, yep. praises. Who, who are the four midfielders you actually want to play at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said hypothetical. You know, because I couldn't imagine like I'd have a really hard time seeing Zaka, uh, Sukal, um, and Neil, and then like Chandler. But I guess you'd have to put like you'd almost have to like, create like this interesting hybrid of like putting Belmar in the midfield. That wouldn't work. Like it would it would be like it I would just like to. It would be weird and funky. But... It would be really odd. It's it, the team is certainly not built that way for a four four two by any means. But yeah, no, not at all. But uh, it unless, would serve, and, it would and serve and though. It would. About going back to the days of Lee Ball, four four two punt it, punt it forward. Kalashaw ball. No, 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 no. I, I think that's being a little harsh on you know the guy who won us you know four trophies, but I mean we're I'm, I'm talking more about like the last year, like twenty. Well, soccer was just was played differently back then too. It was like push the ball exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, don't four trophies, I don't think that's how they were really playing back then, but <laughs> not the point of this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so I mean. We know we got that to talk about. That's probably a whole different issue. Let's look a little bit more at the midfield. Obviously, no deal. Um, this is his third story game that he's been out so far. Sukal, Zhao. We're not going to talk about Zaka. We know Zaka does a wonderful job right now. Mainly talking about those two. How do we think those two did in the midfield? Because me, personally, I think this is probably Zhao's best performance so far. I would say so. Um, 
I think he he definitely he definitely showed out in this game. He he made you feel that I, I think I felt a little more comfortable with him being Neil second and that there isn't as much of a drop off as I feared. Um Yao, he, he 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 definitely did a, some great distribution and some great playmaking in that midfield. Um finding some of those dangerous balls moving forward. And I think I don't I don't know if 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 I may be if I may be wrong, but it, it seems like the midfield three were working in a slightly different way that created a lot more space for Zhao. I think he, he there was a lot more space that he had to work with. Whenever the ball came to him in that midfield, he had space to drive forward a little bit and then find the path, and which allowed him to look up and actually plan his his his, his means of attack uh, more than it's been with Neil. Because I think I don't know if it has to do with the the, the reputation, but it felt like almost every time Neil got the ball, someone was was trying to jump down his throat. Um, so. Um, I, I think I mean, if there was a change in the tactic, uh, mid, what was it? Player of the week after not being voted as one of the top midfielders in USL League One. Yeah, what happens? Um, I'll say this, and I'll let you guys talk about it. But to right now, I I think when Jao comes in, I think Justin takes more of the control of the offense. Like he's a little bit more, of, you know, more in the front front. Where if it's Neil, Neil takes more control. But right now, if you want to do a player comparison, at the beginning of the year, I would have told you Jao would have been the number two to, to Neil. Like, all right. You know, right now, based on seeing how Justin plays, I say he's more – like, him and Justin are probably the same comparable player. Like, I don't – so far what I can see, I don't see Justin as being a, like, creator. Like, I don't see him sitting there looking to build the attack. I look yeah, at Justin you, is an eight. I'm, I'm talking about Jao. Seeing Jao is more of like a eight. Like I don't see him being like a number ten. But Matt, what do you think, man? No, I think uh, Suka right now. I think he's more comfortable, you know, in the game. You know, using uh, mm-hmm. you know he's got more physicality as well, which makes a difference in this league. You know, sometimes uh, just being able to, you know, you know, what's the word I'm trying to, you know. Absorb a tackle or two, you know. At times, uh, you be able to, you know, lay it out on somebody every now and then. But also, you know, it looks like he's just a little more confident with you know taking the ball on the dribble and you know, moving it himself that way. I think you know, Zhao's you know, doing you know, perfectly good. He moves the ball around well, but you know, I do think you know Suko's uh, maybe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, you know, step ahead of him, and you know, I, I wouldn't even look at it as we're playing somebody in place of Neil right now. I think it has shifted a little bit. I would say, uh, 
you know, they're more you know, kind of like you know, hybrid, you know, attacking midfielder, you know, in box to box midfielders at the moment, rather than, you know, one being attacking midfielder and one being box to box. You're kind of both doing the same role, you know, kind of in parallel, at least it looks like to me. Yeah, that that's what it's exactly what it's like to be. Like, you literally both of their job is don't worry about so much about building the attack, but just be like the box and box and help bring the ball up the field. That's what it really looks like right now. And Zaka's back there just being Zaka, not having to worry about creating, but destroying people and not getting yellow cards. Just good. <laughs> just good. I think what Zaka only has one yellow for the year. I think. I have no idea. I can't remember. I mean, I know he got that first one like five minutes in the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think he's got in one sister. So, that's good. Good for Zaka. I'm saying all this, it probably gets Greenville is getting another yellow card. I can see it coming. <laughs> I, can see, I can see he'll blow it up, continue right now, like in the 30th minute. What yard line, though? <laughs> we'll, be able to, we'll be able to know. Yeah, we will be. Probably on the 40 right there. Like a real kickoff return, just blow them up. Let's see what happens. Probably. So let's. I mean, also let's talk about the back line. Back line this team right now is probably the strongest part. Well, is the strongest part of the team right now? Simon Fitch, Nathan Audi, Dakota uh, Bar Nathan, and Michael Hornsby, all dogs. Like they frustrated Union Omaha. Only limiting them to the, like I said, the one shot on target, um, constantly causing problems for Noah Meza and, and um, the rest of the Union Almost Tack. Why is this backline so special right now, guys? Because they have been showing out week in and week out. Only the only game they have let in more than one goal was against Charlotte, and both of those goals were like blunders. Like this, uh, that first goal is a nice goal. I'll give them that. Yeah. Outside of that, they haven't let in well uh, true. Outside of that, they haven't let in multiple returns. Um, well I think with this question, I mean, we're actually inadvertently gonna have to go back to talking about Zaka because I think Zaka's fine tuning of his role as a six has really made that back line's job easier. Um at the end of the day, when you look at a six, their job protect the back line. When we are not in possession, protect the back line. Um, a team cannot function well without a decent six. Um, you've seen it all throughout history of the game. Leicester win the league, they sell N'Golo Conte, then they're bang average. You know, it's it's you, you with Zaka, with the way he plays, Ani and and Dakota are able to hold their position. When you don't have a good six, a lot of times a center back or two gets dragged out of position, and that's the, the space that the other team will capitalize on in order to get in goal-scoring position. But every time, almost every single time Union Omaha drive forward, they're faced with this wall, this four-man wall across the field that never has to step out of position because Zaka is doing a great job. And even uh, even Justin stepping back in and, and putting a lot of pressure on the attacking midfielders, on, on the, the midfielders of the other team as they're driving forward, 
when you force those players to have to look down at the ball and not be able to look up and scan, it, it really makes the job of those guys a lot easier. I think uh, our midfield has done a good job of protecting that back line. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Arnie at the pregame um, press conference on, what was it, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. And I asked him a question of, like, you know, you've been in Richmond for a while now. Easier you develop. Like, you're getting better and better and better and better. What about this year has set out to you since your time been here? He pretty much just pointed and saying, like, pretty much he said it. Like, I feel comfortable. Like, I feel like it's my spot now, you know. Like, not saying, like, he was questioning what he was doing before, but, like, it's kind of like when you're at a job for a long period of time, you kind of already know what to do without having to look at the manual anymore. Like, you just know off of instinct. And then he said on top of that, like, because I asked him, you know, Willie Paul's been in goal uh, a couple of games, having to carry back the last two. What was it that made you feel as if, like, you know, what's the difference between the two, mainly? He was like, both of them are great communicators, but Akira is, like, is a different level of communication. Like, having a carry back there, he's reading the game. Like, Will, he says Willie is reading the game maybe one to two steps ahead, where Akira's reading it like five to six. Like, and it just puts you in a different different level of calmness back there because, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, if, if we were able to have, like, the uh, COVID level of, like, hearing the players talking to field, I'm pretty sure we would have heard Akira, like, already pointed out all right, this guy's going to shoot. And then next thing we know, this guy's shooting. Like, it would have been that level of communication. Like, Arnold was talking about that level of calm factor. So that seeing how this back line is functioning right now, how they're able just to snuff out chances and not give up big shots of goal is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just – it's it's stout, you know, like – um. I, I mentioned before the show, like at no point was I concerned about Omaha scoring a goal on Friday. Yeah. You know, there was, I think a couple of times that the ball went across the face of the goal and from section O, it looked kind of dangerous, but you know, at no point was I actually concerned. And then any shots they took were, I believe out, outside of the 18 and sailed wide or sailed high. Um, that line just didn't give them anything to work with. So they they've they've looked incredible all year and Nathan Nathan was fighting for that starting spot last year but Jalen Jalen and, and Dakota just kind of had it on lockdown so like knowing that Nathan really could have been a starter last year as well you know like he he had that spot until I think I think he got hurt and Dakota stepped in and um so he's look they, they just look really good yeah no they, they, they look really solid and also like <laughs> my bad about Nathan like I don't know like it seems like a different level of calm to him this year like I, I mean I already said yeah. it but like last year like I think about like the Fuego game where he lost his head you know he got the red card and him like just dribbling out of the field like <laughs> stuff like that but like this year it seems like a complete you can see like this is on the entering to his prom like he's just like a different level of center back it's, it's crazy yeah. I just want to give yeah. I think for him too, I think there's always a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, you kind of, uh, words are failing me tonight. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, that's happened to me before. Trying to think the right term. It's, uh, it's not confirmation bias. It's just like uh, implicit bias. When you, you know, look at him, you see big, you know, 
bulky, you know, six five guy, you know, I think most people, right or wrong, automatically think, okay, he's you know just you know, uh, in the back there to throw his body around, uh, you know, head stuff away, and he's much better than you would think on the ball. Yeah, you know, being able to you know, dri- you know dribble out, but you know, I think it takes a while to kind of break down that idea that you know far and away the you know the biggest guy in the field most games has foot skill. Yeah, and I mean it also doesn't yeah. hurt having um, a partner beside you like Dakota Barnathan who can. I'm pretty sure like Dakota could probably track anyone in USL League One with ease. Like I haven't seen too many guys give him. Any problems so far? Yeah, that's. I think that's another thing with um, another thing that has kind of changed uh, Nathan's demeanor this season. Him and Dakota just work so well together as a center back pairing. They are they they're a perfect match as a as a, in a back four. So that that really. Um, it's funny because last season, at the beginning of the season, we had uh, Nathan and and uh, Chrysler, and it looked like they had figured some things out. Their chemistry was good. Uh, Arnie gets injured. Uh, Dakota steps in, and that chemistry, it's like it didn't skip a beat. Dakota working well with, with, uh, with Jalen. But I don't know what it is about this season so far, at least from what I've seen so far, Nathan and Dakota aren't on another level of connection and chemistry as a back two. And that I think is gives Nathan a lot of, a lot of reassurance that I got it. You know, Akira's back there. Zaka's handling things in front of me and I got my boy right next to me. I'm good. So <laughs> yeah. He, it goes he, back to what Gabe was saying earlier about like, I didn't feel threatened. And I mean, right now, like that back four in, in Akira, if, if you see it with the team sheet, you kind of think of yourself like, all right, at most this game, the team might score one, but they're not yeah. scoring multiple, and it's not going to be anything where we're stressing. Yeah. Remember back in preseason when everyone else around the league was, you know, going hardcore concern trolling over, oh, the Richmond defense, are they, what are they even going to have? Because they lost Chris <laughs> and they lost Payne and they lost, you know, Richie. And, yeah. Well, Here we are. Feel good. Feel good. So look, solid, hey, solid. Fitch is doing a great job over there, right back. Michael Horn. No, we're not doing. We're not doing that. I'm calling him Seabone. Dress him up in all black. You didn't even have to. You, you just wanted to say his name like that. I did. <laughs> also because <laughs> Nate calls him Seabone, and he's just stuck in my head. So in my head now, he's Um, Michael Hornsby is very glad that he got out of Fuego, based on how bad that team is. Because they definitely feed him back, but we got him, and you see how great he is going right now. And I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if, outside of Neil, if Hornsby doesn't lead this team in assist. Like the way how he bombs up that left side and can cut that ball back, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts leading this team system. Um. So okay. Also, I did this. Uh, we got the points per game. So I kind of talked about it earlier, but I'll go through the whole list. So NCFC right now um, is at 2.2 points per game. Independence is at 1.6. Tormentors is at 1.5, along with Union Omaha and Richmond. All of those teams are 
Um, four in Madison's on 1.4. Noko's at, I mean, my fault, uh, Tormenta and One Knocks at 1.3. Noko's at 1.25. Rebels at 1.16. Lexington is at 0.67. And Fuego is at 0.58. So, for all those that was asking, is any reason to have any concern right now? No. <laughs> We're tied for third on points per game. Yes, is the offense been stalling behind? Yes. But it will click. It will come together. It will, it will all be back. Neil is coming back shortly. Offense will come together back in. We know right now. Would you guys agree with me to say there may be a little question mark out there in the right mid, like right mid, right winger spot right now where Bentley is? Yeah. Outside yeah. of that. Yeah. Outside of that, everything else is fine, right? In the starting line. I think I think if we're gonna ever get another signing, I think that should be the priority. Uh, a, a right winger. Cause like we said, I think Matt is being hard done by. I would and I know that You think any chance that prov- Matt Baldock can uh, become best friends again? <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's the missing link out there anyway. I, yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. And and again, when you look at Matt, I I never understood why he was out there in the first place. The the guy's a, a he's an eight or a ten in my book in terms of just the way he plays. That that to me is more so where he seems comfortable whenever he played. Um, so it it's very hard because at the end of the day, that is a very strange position right wing especially in the way the game is played today a lot of times when you look at your best players they most of the times come from the left um rather than i mean if you, <laughs> because <laughs> um yeah, no, because because when you look at at a lot of players, even right-footed players tend to have more freedom on that left side than they do if they're put on the right. You look at um, Vinicius, left on the left side, right-footed player, Neymar, Mbappe, Rashford, the list goes on, of players that float more towards the left but have a very attacking threat. Apart from Mosala, you don't really hear about too many right-sided because that position, the way the game is played today, is a little more awkward and still needs to be figured out. And I think that's why Matt Bentley is in a really tough spot right now because not only is that position in terms of its totality needs to be figured out in this new total soccer era, he's a number nine by nature. <clears throat> I, mean, I can get on board with the second half of what you're saying. <laughs> So, guys, um, Richmond's schedule is kind of look like this coming up. Um, You know, we talked about how great this defense is. They are going to get tested in the next couple of games because you got Greenville coming up who's found a bit of form. Um, I think in the last three out of four games has kind of gone a goal burst. Um, Yeah, last three out of four games has scored two or more goals in in those games. Granted, they're against Fuego and Lexington. but we also play against the North Carolina team, who I said right now is a 2.2 points game. 
Um, haven't lost a game since the home opener. Um, and then we come back on Saturday on May 20th against a Lexington team that's near the bottom of the table. And then, uh, you know, next Saturday we go against Tormenta again. So, as it stands right now, y'all, <clears throat> it's going to be – we're going to need the offense to kind of step up, but I'm pretty sure the defense will do their part in making sure that we feel compact in those games. Um, real quick, let's talk about the Greenville game. Um, 1-0 win last time at their stadium with all the football lines. Uh, what are we expecting in this game, given this is not – I mean, it's not the same Greenville team we went against the first half, but what are we expecting in this game? Greenville's a little bit more confident, I will say that. I think more of the same. It's not like they're playing any different than they normally do. It's not like we're playing any different than we normally do. Mm-hmm. You've seen the Greenville-Richmond games over the years. They're always chess battles. Uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you could set the over-under at one and a half, and I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if you could uh, – even money on both sides. I, I would say the over under at one. <laughs> Gladly. So <laughs> I think it's going to be, you know, a bat, you know, a defensive battle. Uh, you know, it's a way again. You know, have to go back on that turf again. Uh, you know, so I think again, probably most of the stuff's going to come from, you know, the width. You know, out there, that's feel that's probably going to. You know, it seemed like it was going to play a little bit faster than maybe City Stadium plays. Uh, and I'm not necessarily you know, scared of them. Yeah, they've put up a couple of you know, numbers, but even that Lexington game, the last one was a little bit of a you know, fluky goal right at the end of stoppage time. Yeah. So. And I think they were up in that game, too, and kind of. Like, still talking about that. Um, I'm assuming that we're all expecting Neil to be back in this game. When it seemed, when you talked to Darren, did it seem like Neil will be back for this game? Out. I mean, he said he would. You know, probably could have played this weekend, but I'll believe he's back when I see him on the field. That's yeah. the best thing about but, it. <laughs> I feel like anything you know, Darren or Mika or you know anyone will say, you know, outwardly. I'm assuming it's a lie until it's proven to be the truth. Yeah, yeah they they hold their cards really close to the chest with regards to the players and. I'm not sure I understand why, because at the end of the day. We're talking about a guy that wears all black in the middle of July. Like there's a level of secrecy to him already that we already should question, but we don't. (laughs) I think, I I think some of the stuff regarding injuries is uh, like, they, they don't want to like share too much information about how a player is, dealing with injuries because of the way like teams from higher levels might be looking at them. So like they don't make that information very public until like it has to be public for like a physical, you know? So it's just like a, I think it's like one of those, like they're trying to protect the player in case that player gets to move on. It's an odd, it's an odd thing, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick. I want to ask you guys this before we uh, wrap up the show and go to our uh, points. Um, do you think we're going to have – do you think there's going to be more saves in this game from both teams or more shots on target? That will lead to more saves. Well, there can't be more shots on target than saves. So <laughs> The answer is yes. Shots on target. <laughs> ah, there we go. Good job. 
figure it out. All right. Um, Matt, I'll swing it over to you, buddy. Okay. Still a little perplexed on that last <laughs> question there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we got our you know, top threes for the game this week. Uh, anyone ready to lead us off here? I'll go first. All right, what um, we got? Uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, a lot of good options this week. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, give me, give me Ani three. Give me Suko two. Give me Simon one. Just because his name is Simon. I don't think we have anybody <laughs> on the team called that, but all right. I think you know what you're trying to say. Was <laughs> you know, good old Elliot pronunciation. Uh, you know, I know his name was Simon, but I'm slowly making. Look, I'm trying to get this transfer over to Spain for him. Do, do, do so you know we, that? Yes, I do. But we got to slow. Look, we we got to start generating money at this team. So we're gonna slowly start making him Spanish. You know, get him some Spanish yeah, I, lashes. I was hearing that was more French, but yeah, whatever. Look, the point that he goes across the seas. We're, I'm saying, <laughs> French is another option. I mean, French too, but I think we can probably pass some more in Spanish. Now we're getting into the passport. We need to figure out. We need to ask. I'm going to ask him next time I go to press conference. Like, see, well, what, what do you prefer, Spanish or French? And that, either way he chooses, we'll just go with the opposite. And then we'll just create a whole story for him to sell him for like 100K. Or, <laughs> or, or he can be a proper kicker for life and we're all happy. I mean, he yeah. could, but. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here, <laughs> so we got to bring these new food trucks in yeah. the stadium. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna give my three points to Ani. Um, had some really good chances at the end there, and was just like we've talked about already a solid calm wall in the back. Um, my two points are gonna go to Zaka, literally protected that back line, made their life easy. Um, was definitely played a very physical game and didn't get a yellow card. Um, my one point, I think I'm going to have to give that one to, I'm going to give that one to, to Zhao. Um, like I said, I don't know if it was the way the midfield was moving a little differently in this game, whether they were moving a little differently in this game, but he seemed to be able to find those big open areas of space and capitalize on them. So, yeah, I'm give my one point to Zhao. All right. Gabe, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, three points to Nathan. Um, I'm going to go two points to Dakota uh, and one point for Zaka. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll, I'll go clean sweep for Ani, you know, uh, man of the match, getting all three. Uh, I also had Zaka at two, and I gave Hornsby my one you know, for this week because, again, I felt like everything was coming from him. Uh, before we wrap up, Elliot, how are you, how did we skip past you know everything that happened from you know minute eighty six on? Oh, that we did. Yeah, so, including right. including your boy and was scoring a goal without you there. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! About it too. Oh my god, yo, it's going to happen. Then Luke is going to score, and I'm not going to be in the stadium. You know what way to fix that? I know, be there. But then he's not going to score. 
No, no, no. What's going to happen is he's going to score away. He's going to score away. That's what's going to away. That's what's going to happen. Watch as he. That's going to irritate me. That's going to so irritate me. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to, for the, the 86th minute on, though, Matt, just to drive home that point, like, I, er, earlier I talked about how, like, I wish the kickers would have kept the foot, the, their feet on the gas um, in the same way that they did in, like, the first 10 minutes of the game. Uh, it seemed like they were a little bit sleepy in the first part of the second half. Um, and then at the end of the second half, they're like, oh crap, we'd like to, we'd like to win this game. And so, um, I mean, it was like four, I think it was four corner kicks from the 86th minute on, um, with very dangerous chances generated on, I think all of them. And so, um, man, like when they have their feet on the gas and when they're like pressing forward and like playing direct, they're really dangerous. Yeah. There's four corner. Yeah. There, I, I don't remember what the exact number were. Was but uh, there's you know, three very good chances you know created off those yeah. you know, corners. Uh, you know the first one was uh, I think it was Ani that ended up getting his head on it uh, in a crowd because he's a giant, uh, you know, you know six five fellow. Uh, yeah, was able to head it you know down towards goal. Uh, decent save by New, who probably one that you would expect him to make though. You know in that position, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. New who's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like I said earlier, like these are the best two goalkeepers in USL League One. Yeah. Then uh right, right. Yeah, so, so there's that. You, when that happens, you kind of think, all right, crap, that might have been the chance. Then you know, fast forward a couple minutes. Uh, I think there's a corner that they cleared out for another corner. And then you know, right after that, another corner. Uh you know, and Hornsby feeding all of these in from uh you know that side. So they're all in swingers you know, coming through. And you know Luke, you know, gets up, you know, heads it, uh, you know, not right at Nuhu, but like right above his head. So he's able to, uh, you know, get up, and make a, you know, a good save. I think, to be fair, I think it's probably a save that if he didn't make, Omaha fans probably would have been upset that he didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good reflex, you know, save and. Took uh, it off the bar. Yeah. To be followed up immediately by you know the ensuing corner, you know Ani you know, getting up and you know putting the header off the top of the bar. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if he had been like yeah. six seven to the six five, I think he might have been able to you know, get over top. Knotted down a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, need to work on that. Need to work on his uh, his height a little bit more. You know. Just do a couple of uh, stretches. Just stretch your body out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's too much to ask. <laughs> just, just do that. Um, yeah, also, I think I, I think those. Oh, yeah. you, you can sit there. I was gonna say that th- those last those last five to six minutes of the game, I, I could forgive someone for um, having an of uh, 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 an immediate reaction after the game of that was two points lost. That's how. That's how aggressively the kickers were attacking towards the end there and really knocking on the door. Um, but when you look back at it and you look at the game in its, in, in its entirety, you see that it's just a solid defensive job and an attack that's still fine tuning um, their tools. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and watch by the end of the year, we won't even be talking about this anymore. And that attack was no. so it'll be all funny. Um, can I just also say it is hilarious that we are talking about Zaka is like that kid who constantly goes to in school suspension and he gets a report card of like, yeah, he's good, but uh, you need to watch his attitude. Like, that's how we're talking about Zaka. Like, he gets a participation trophy because he didn't get a yellow card this week. And we're so proud of him. It sounds like you have a specific, like, student in mind, Elliot. I will. You know what? I'm going to start calling that kid Zaka. And he's not going to understand why. But I'll be like, you're Zaka. <laughs> do, you think, do you think he'll respond better if you uh, call him uh, Moran? Probably not. That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> he's probably going to come across as Moron. And I don't want that. <laughs> Phone calls for parents. Right. Yeah, you're gonna get it. You're definitely gonna get a phone call from mom or dad. <laughs> no, it's Moron. He's a great player. He played for the Richmond Kickers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 was going out hilariously. But um, guys, I think that's the end of the show. I think we did a good job. We talked about uh, everything. Usually, as we do with uh, therapist chair with nail nail draws. So yeah, so. Next two games are on the road, so kicker fans, uh, are you? Well, we'll talk about it next week, but make sure that you are ready to uh, watch a kicker take on Greenville Triumph because I'm pretty sure Greenville Triumph is going to be on Twitter trying to talk about this game like it's a rivalry where neither side really doesn't care about it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, let's see how you know. Always, as always, up the ruse. Any last thing from you guys before we uh wrap up? No, good to go. All right. As always, listeners, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to our show, because without you, we couldn't do this. Um, So if you want to keep up with the show, make sure, as always, to go to RiverCity93.com, check out the show, like the content, share the content. And with that being said, we will holler at you guys next week. As always, be safe and be easy, y'all. Bye.